0: Welcome to Let's Jam, the Arts in Medicine. In this series, we feature artists and educators in healthcare who have made a connection between what inspires them to listen and communicate with creativity and compassion. In this session, we speak with award-winning poet Thomas Dooley. Thomas uses the power of poetry, close reading, and self-expression through writing to foster compassionate communication with patients in clinics and hospitals. Prompting his audience to engage in thoughtful reflection, Thomas helps unlock our concerns while providing a space to let go so that we can revive and rejuvenate. We hope you enjoy this conversation with Thomas
1: everyone. Um, It's so lovely to be here. Thank you so much to Mika for all your assistance with getting this going and to Yvonne and Val um, for welcoming me uh, in this really warm way. This is a really excellent series that marries two things that I care very strongly about, which is arts and medicine. Um, And so I'm very happy to be here. Uh, just a little bit about me. I'm sure you've read some information, but um, this is the work I've been doing as a poet for the past 10 years at different hospitals um, in the New York and New Jersey area. Um, and I'd like to begin uh, by just joining my vulnerability with you. Um, as Val said, this has been a, an extraordinary year, an unbelievable year, uh, a year of loss. Um, and so I invite us all to participate today. So I'm not necessarily going to be um, presenting you with uh, PowerPoint slides um, and flashy production values. We're actually going to have a conversation and I'm going to invite you all to participate as much as you'd like in doing some expressive writing about where you are and what you're feeling. And before I get into our conversation about the the elegiac form of poetry. I want to invite you all to just do a quick writing response right now. And I'll give you a couple words to type out. And I'm asking you all to just fill in the rest. Whatever comes to the top of your head. And those two words are I fear. I fear and fill in the rest. I fear that I will spend the rest of my life alone. I fear death and failure. I fear failing to make a difference in a world that needs hope and help. I fear that I won't take a deep breath before speaking my mind. I fear further loss of humanity to COVID. I fear returning to work. I fear losing myself and what makes me unique as an educator and person. I fear the unknown and being left alone to face the unknown. I fear losing my life sooner than I'm ready for. And I fear not having the time to say goodbye to those I love. So just to take a minute to take in all of your fear because when we put words to it, when we give our fear a language, uh, we could see it better. And especially when we can all join our fear to each other, uh, it feels more manageable. It feels out in the open. Um, it feels out down on the page. And thank you for your honesty in those really exquisite responses to this idea of I fear. I mean, it's so varied. Everyone has really a different perspective, you know, from the very specific to maybe the very dramatic. So the Nobel prize-winning poet Louise Gluck has said that writing is a kind of revenge against circumstance too, bad luck, loss, and pain. If you make something out of it, then you've no longer been bested by these events. And so by writing, we kind of take revenge against those things. We allow ourselves not to be bested by bad luck or loss or pain. We can make something out of it. And that is really what a poem offers us. It offers us a place to gain perspective, to recover clarity, and to give ourselves a bit more of an anchor in this world. The poet is the one who builds the elegy as a kind of a boat that takes us from the enormous ocean of loss to a shore of consolation. Even a simple wall in a hospital where we write notes to our nurses, thanking them for their bravery, for what they have done. I want to introduce you to one of those nurses Um, her name is Suzanne Quinn. So when the pandemic hit, Suzanne turned to poetry to try and contemplate and really try and account for the incredible loss that she was feeling, the loss that she was actually touching with her hands. Suzanne wrote this poem, These Hands by Suzanne Quinn. These hands are humble They are not much to look at. They are dry, wrinkled, and scarred. They tell the story of life and death. These hands belonged to a nurse. These hands have relieved pain. They have administered medication. They have repositioned and massaged. They have hoisted and pulled. These hands do the heavy lifting. These hands have cleaned. They have been washed a million times. They have bathed thousands of people. They have healed wounds. These hands have cleansed the soul. These hands have rescued. They have given chest compressions. They have juggled life-saving drips. They have held bleeding arteries. These hands have brought back life. These hands have consoled. They have guided and directed families. They have brought peace in final hours. They have relieved suffering. These hands have allowed death. These hands are mine. And I'd like to invite anyone who might want to just briefly comment on this poem. Was there a line that really reverberated with you or a line that really stood out, a line that maybe surprised you, or even a line that made you think of your own practice? your own work. And I just wanna thank all of you for your openness, your honesty, and also your generosity, you know, to kind of dip our toe into the elegy, to contemplate our loss so that we can recover some clarity. Um, Thank you so much. Thanks again to Val and to Yvonne and to Mika. Thank you.